Hello everyone and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy. Second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these dungeons and dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. In the swaying hull of the Gilded Lily, we find ourselves inside the office of one Vapa Malord, navigator and druid of the Gilded Lily. Upon her desk, a smooth pumice stone with a mouth carved into it alights with arcane flame. But Vapa is nowhere in sight. Vapa, this is Kothak. Something here is dis disrupting my... Resonance. Whenever I try to reach out, I'm being hit with some kind of resistance. It feels like like I'm shouting into a windstorm. I hope this reaches you through the fog. We found some sort of slime hive mind masquerading as skeletons. One of them is pretending to be red. Galahad has fallen, and we've detained one of his crew. A survivor. This is urgent. If anyone is a lily on the head, kill on sight. So to set to set the scene right now, Red and um, well, Yuana and Riley are sitting there casting a spell, and Red has walked out of the bushes. At the same exact time, Red has also walked out of the water towards the party. Yo, what, what, what is happening here? Damn, that shit really I... hurt. I, I tell, I tell Yoana to turn around and, and grab him. It, I, no, 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 I, I straight up stab him with a jungle, jungle red. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. <laughs> Y'all guys are laughing. Right? Yo! Are you trying to kill me? I've told you. I want to run over to her, too. You guys are going to kill me. I don't know what that thing is. I We are fighting ooze creatures that look like dead sailors. I am assuming that something weird happened, and this is not red. This is an ooze creature. Okay, red, what's your AC? Or... My AC? Yeah. 15. All right, roll me an attack. You wanna? Oh, you're lucky. I rolled a 14. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, Red, how do you respond to this? Um, um, hmm. Can I? Um, let's see. What's the best thing to do? Uh, I'm gonna dodge it. Okay. And uh, push you back, and say, "What the fuck are you trying to do?" And I like point my, my my finger back where the other red is clamoring out of the water and I'm like well one of you obviously is not the actual red there is only one of you 
Yeah, and it, oh, do I see the other uh, red? Yep. I um, I draw my my uh, short bow. Holy shit! Okay. What's that? What's that water red doing? It's too intense. <laughs> I, I'm and Riley is just sitting there right in front of the hole, just like, like concentrating, trying to get detect magic up and running. What does the red from the water do? Oh, God. He says, holy shit, and, uh... <laughs> wait. <laughs> both of them... <laughs> wait. Yes, he is role-playing both of them to make this an authentic experience. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Um, I'm gonna say, holy shit, and, uh, can I... Is this, is this gonna give me cover right here? Like this, uh, there's like a barrel? Oh, the, the yeah, the, the wagon. It's right yeah, wagon. the shoreline. Yeah, that can give you cover. I'm, uh, I'm gonna step behind the wagon and draw my short bow and say, "Holy shit, guys, get away from him!" Yo, what is his face off? <laughs> right? Kothak is going. You gotta be fucking kidding me. What would y'all like to do? Has it been I, ten minutes yet? I just want to cast my spell. I want to step you <laughs> the one that's posted. Oh god. I, I I hear all of this, but my eyes are like closed because he's concentrating on his glasses. Okay, so in that case, Ioana and Semozero, what would you like to do in this situation? Uh I don't trust the one that came from the woods. Yeah, because that's not where Red went. Uh guys, I've I haven't seen you guys since I loaded the cannon. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to concentrate here. Uh, Listen, well, you gotta go over there. We, it's 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 about to get away. What's about to get away? I don't fucking know. That thing looks like me. I am going to <laughs> grapple grapple That's the jungle. I'm gonna grapple the jungle red, and I'm gonna uh, say, grab the second one. We're gonna sit them both next to each other and figure out what the fuck just happened. Uh, and I think I would like to rage at this moment. <laughs> okay, okay, so nice. as you reach out to grapple him, roll me a, a grapple check on jungle red. Uh, since this is, uh, since I'm raging, this is going to be with advantage because uh -huh. this is a strength ability. <laughs> this isn't nice. Jesus Christ. Uh, I rolled a two and a three, so that would be a total of nine. On athletics. That's nice for you, Scruff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, red. Yeah, roll me acrobatics. Acrobatics, which is a you plus three. To, so all I have to do is beat the <laughs> nine. That's not a problem. Probably. I got a ten plus three. This is too cray cray. Yeah, you try and grapple him, and he just steps out of the way. God damn it! You're so angry. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm so angry, and you begin to see uh, like vague shapes all around me in the air uh, of uh, that look like people who look very similar to me, and they oh. are also they are also angry. You say that again? Yes, I'm surrounded by angry angry warrior spirits uh, appearing from thin air, and I'm kind of look kind of surprised by that. Oh. I see what you did there. Can I do something in response to the failed grapple? Yeah. Can I like, because I'm assuming it's going to be a, a struggle, right? And I have my, my bow out. So I'm going to like kind of push you off of me and then walk around trying to get a better line of sight on the other red. Dip past both of them. Actually, all three of them. Isn't that if a building he, that we're If he against? gets out of my melee range, I'm going to punch him in the face. Okay. What? Oh my <laughs> God. Why is damn it, Riley? I would action to disengage. What? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So you you disengage and step away. Um, Cannot. And round towards oh. the river just so they don't hurt you. And right across the dock, you can see the other red patting himself off, getting the water off, like he's shaking down. He's like hunkering down behind the cart. Uh, I'm gonna take a shot with my shirt bow. Oh no. <laughs> while yelling out, guys, stop standing there. Let's, like, we gotta get this guy. Roll me an attack roll. <laughs> What'd you roll? I got a 14 plus five. Okay, that prop, that, I mean, that hits your AC, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. very happy about that. <laughs> I can use, um, Arcane Deploy, no, that's not gonna do anything. Never mind. I, I take the hit. 
Roll me damage. <laughs> Legendary resistance. Which is... <laughs> 1d6 plus 3. Um, I got a 4 plus 3, 7. Okay. Um, you watch an arrow just sink into water, Red. Shit, guys! Fuck! Wait, he's just standing there! Like, get him! And then, can I move as... Um, are you guys gonna do anything? <laughs> um, I yelled to Kothak, yo, get that red that just got out of water. There's two reds, we don't know which one. Okay, Kothak's, Kothak immediately sprints up between them and he goes, next one of you that fires a shot is dead. And I want to attack Jungle Red. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Wait, I, okay, I don't want to attack him, I want to... What is it? Can I grapple? Can anyone grapple? Everybody, anyone Anybody can, can grapple. grapple. Yeah. I want to. Um, hold on. What do I got to roll for grapple? Is that acrobatics, right? No. Well, um, it's athletics. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to grapple him. I want to I don't want to kill him. I mean, I just have five HP. No biggie. Yeah. That's that's a. Wait. So I'm confused. So do both of them have the same HP? Like, did they both have 12 until one of them just got attacked? No, no. Jungle Red, Jungle Red looks like he's in the exact same state that Water Red was before he got shot with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so question. Okay. Answer. Maybe in- instead of, uh, you know, grappling, which I probably lose. Um, if I use True Strike, right? I get like a brief insight of his defenses. Can I see what his HP is at? Ooh. Yeah, I think you can. I think that's fine. Yeah. But when you do it, so roll an um an arcana, uh, not arcana, like a spellcasting ability check. Because normally it would just give you advantage on a strike, but I like how you're bending what it can do. That's that's cool. Wait, so what am I rolling? I'm just roll me an ability check using your intelligence and your proficiency. Could be anyone using intelligence. Three, you can't tell. You want to go in for the grapple? I want to go in for the grapple. Okay. Is that athletics? Yep. 20. 20? Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice. Let's see. Let's see. You got me. I got you. You got me good. Bro, I want to like step on his head. Oh shit, no. No, you don't got me that well. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hey, I, gra- I can grapple you in any, any way I want. Sam, you push him down to the ground and jump on him. He goes, you got me. It's, it's right, you got And you raise your foot up. He goes, not that much. Give me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> me give oh. a wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Fuck. You got a 10. <laughs> That's what Red got. Bro, I swear, I swear. You take yeah. seven psychic damage and then stomp down on this, the face of this red, and he just turns to red jello on the ground. And you feel like as you crush it, crush this red, this red red, <laughs> he feels like um, you feel a, a, an intense headache behind the back of your eyes. I yell, the, the water red is the real red. This one turned into jello. <laughs> and I just like collapse on the ground. You're not oh, unconscious. God. I'm not unconscious, but I'm really hurt, and I don't want anyone to. You're less likely to attack a person that's already on the ground, and that's what I want to happen right now. It's easier to hit that person. Yeah. I'm pulling an arrow out of my knee, and just saying, I hate every single one of you. I was you trying to snap the in the jungle. Yeah, but you saw me go into the water. I'm just... Yeah, so that's why I knew you were the real one and the other one wasn't. What yeah, are you really at me? You. <laughs> we were so trying deep. to protect you. How long did that take? Because... <laughs> are you still <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, if this doesn't resolve real... And if, I, if it doesn't resolve and if I didn't get the detect magic off... So, like, right now, I was gonna, like, be like, oh, screw this, what are you guys doing? Uh, what the hell? Yeah, it, it goes off, right, as they're arguing behind you. You detect okay. magic from inside of the tower. You peek in through the window, and inside the center of this big red gelatinous mass, you can see a silhouette glowing with enchantment magic, but you can't exactly tell what it is. Uh-oh. What do you see, Riley? I, 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 there's a there's something in there, a silhouette with mag- uh, magic. Uh, 
Oh boy. Like uh, a humanoid silhouette? Was it a humanoid silhouette? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, okay. Can I get within the within ten minutes? Could I get within uh within detection range of the what is that? Range it. Can I get within thirty feet of the um of where Galhad was? So that, but without going through the water. <laughs> um. Yeah, you could. When I get within range, do I see anything magical? Um. No, not anymore. You walk over along the tree, and you're kind of standing on the deck of this bobbing ship, and you don't detect anything magic coming from below. You do see wait. silhouettes moving beneath the water, though. Can I go back over to the cannon and get the rest of the explosive material? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can gather that. <laughs> How much would you say is there? It's been a long time, and it's been exposed to the elements, so a lot of it is bad. Um, but you do manage to find, like, one small keg of gunpowder. Okay. Luffer, nutter. I'm going to, oh, like, no. carry it back to the hole in the wall and say, guys, can we just nuke this real quick? As you, as you say this... <laughs> You hear the, the tree lines start to kind of shake and move as a green dragonborn steps out from the tree line. The fucking hell? And he's like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, don't do that. I already tossed the keg in the... It's in there. All right, yo, don't do anything about that then. All right? I put my hand out as if I'm about to cast something. Whoa, who are you? My name is Dagox. Don't talk to them, fucking... Explode the thing. You need no. You don't need to do that. I guess. Yes, we, we do. What, what Yo, is it? I'm oh. gonna use firebolt. Fire, yeah, use firebolt. <laughs> Just can I can I dive behind those rocks before they yeah, blow yeah. up something that's two feet from my face? Oh yeah, I got pretty good aim. I'm gonna stay back here, but I'm gonna shoot my firebolt you toss it over me. Uh, Duck. Yeah, do what you want with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast firebolt. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, as you're, as you're going, duck, you hear this green dragon board go, fuck, shit, everybody run, go, go, go. And you just hear the clamoring of feet, like wet feet. Ooh. As you watch from the sides of the tower, these little, these like ooze creatures just ooze through the, the holes in the bricks and just sprint off into the jungle, like a dozen of them. Oh God. Oh God. About the big, Big red ugly one is there, so just, let's blow it up. Shit. Oh my god. And you watch the green dragonborn turn tail and run into the woods. You even watch you even watch a Galahad slurp through the wall and just run off into the bushes as well. Roll me four D ten. Does the okay. green dragonborn also have wet feet? Yep. You can hear how much? Twenty one? Okay. I got 32. Are we all supposed to do? Oh it? shit! <laughs> we both. <laughs> so as it go, as it detonates, you watch a hole is just blown in the wall of this place, and you can see inside a little better. E. Holy moly! Ooh. In the center of this thing, there is this big, gelatinous red ball. What the heck? Who is that? I wish I was a bard. And as you walk closer, like this thing's on fire and you can hear, it sounds like, um, have you ever heard like a high-pitched animal like screeching mm -hmm. or anything like that? Mm -hmm. It sounds like that. But as you like peek through the hole in the wall, which is now in the doors right here, you can see illuminated by the fire inside of this blob is an ax just suspended in the group. And as you walk closer, it goes, um, you watch as a, a bit of this red jello swarps off and like stands up to regard you. And it's the face of like one of the sailors you saw run off and into town. You kind of get the idea now they might have come this way and fallen victim to whatever this thing is. And it goes, no, please, you need to stop. I, I have a family. I, I have kids I need to go home to. You please. And like, as they're saying this, they're, the inside of their, their face is starting to burn and smolder. Uh, is everything inside the tower on fire? Yeah. I still have a cone of gunpowder. Can I throw it at it? You can. Uh, I mean, you know. Don't do it. Don't do it. Guys. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, I, I, I do that's, it. That's a what? thing. That's a magical thingy. Magic items aren't going to be. Kill it. I'm just saying. 
Roll me another. Uh, this one, roll me um, 2d10. 2d10. Nine total. As you throw the cone of gunpowder, it just tears through this person, this kind of fake person, and detonates. And you can see that the entire, as the light illuminates and cascades in this room, you can see that the floor is just littered with bones. And as as this thing is slowly burning and taking more and more fire damage, which, by the way, it's averse to. <laughs> so, <laughs> you see that this goo- ooze is starting to burn away, right? And as this is happening, you can see the faces of other sailors. You see at one point it makes two or three faces of Galahad who are just pleading for you to stop, to make it stop as it slowly pulls away. And in the center of this room, as the final bits of this goop dissolve, you can see that rooted in the middle of the tower, lodged in a piece of coral, is a large crescent axe, except the edges of the crescent axe where the, bl- where the blade would be, they look kind of different and funny. Um, for the viewer, I don't know if you've ever seen this before. It looks like the skeleton of a stingray. Oh. Ah. Except the edges of his axe are kind of sharpened. It, where basically the stingray skeleton would be these dozens of little bony barbs. They're like fused together in, in a crescent. And it's lodged in a piece of coral that it look, looks like this gelatin was stuck to as it's burning away. And then you're left to the, just the sound of crackling fire and silence. And Kothak goes, holy shit. Well, what was that? Are you are, are all of you all right? Um, no, I am I think so. about to die here. Emotionally? Emotionally, I've been better. Kothak, do you have any Healy potions on you? <laughs> I do not. Uh, I have one. You have you have one? <laughs> is is no. the... Let me let me get that. Uh, here, and I give you a potion of healing. It's just basic, I think. I'm pretty sure. Bro, I have one HP. One. I can did, use it. Did it? Um. Oh, you got it. Two D four plus. yet. Yeah, it's it's fully gone at this point, and it looks like that there is just a piece of coral now uh-huh. like a stalagmite in the middle of this thing and the um this piece is kind of stuck into it um oh. so i i gave shall be the one worthy i gave sam the uh the potion of healing i think that's, that's 2d4, 2D4 plus two plus two i got so seven. seven um and i i'm curious i don't know about you guys i'm curious though can we grab it and run like I'm, I'm really tired. You want to grab uh, it? Uh, let's not go through the jungle while we are so terribly hurt, most of us. Let's maybe just grab it and go to the ship, uh, but let's not travel now. If we mm-hmm. run into any kind of trouble along the way, it's going to eat us up. True. Sure. Is that all that was inside the tower? Um, as far as you can tell, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I hop down. R- Riley's gonna go too. Roll me an investigation check. Both of you. I got a nine plus four. I think I have a nine. Um, we'll do it as a group check. With a thirteen, you don't find much in here. This place is littered with bones, like bleached, like acid bleached bones of what you probably guess were sailors on Two Teeth ship. And judging that a, um, a Dagox, two teeth, just walked out of the bushes and tried to convince you to stop, probably tells you that they, they were devoured by this thing. And looking through here, most of the goods are dissolved and almost useless. There are a handful of coins on the floor from sailors' purses that you know weren't dissolved by the acid of whatever this creature was. Um, you gather them up, and it's probably 20, 30 gold pieces between the dozens of sailors. And that's it. I'm gonna grab the axe, just, like, yank it, and then just, like, start walking away. Like, guys, can we go now? So, yeah, you reach out and grab the Kothak. As you reach out and grab it, Kothak, Kothak goes, whoa, whoa, careful! And you pull it out of the coral. And first, give me a strength check. Strength is my baby. Oh, eight plus three. Um, you it. grab onto it and yank and pull and nothing it's not coming free oh let me let me try <clears throat> sorry i gotta get a better you grip you know you know you gotta, I gotta lift the knees 
as they're both reaching for it, Ioana, Kothak says, keep an eye on both of them. I don't care yeah. what that thing is. I don't trust it. I'm there I'm too. If I were to turn, you guys can take me out in two hits. I'm very weak right now. Same. Can Just we like maybe identify dangerous objects before uh, trying I to could. Have... There's like 30 slimes it, circling it, us. It'd take Just 10 minutes, though. Yeah. Identify it. Get your hands okay. off it. If you turn, okay. I do not want to lose another crew member to this cult. Hi, sir. You're sit down. By enemies. We just killed their leader. I sit down and, and from us. start to cast uh, Identify. Okay. Um, Damn, I don't have it prepared today. I get a pull Ten minutes later. Yeah. Okay, so I, I in the, while, while the spell is being cast, I send uh, Holly uh patrolling around the tower uh so she is flying around and she's supposed to come al and alert me if there are any enemies approaching okay um roll me a perception check for her just to double check okay uh 14. with a 14 so sending holly through the woods while they're casting identify on this thing the first thing that catches your eye is that you do immediately notice more of these ooze creatures they're actively fleeing and scattering in every direction that isn't here. They're, whatever they are, they seem to be independent of the red thing that you just destroyed. And then there's another part of your mind that realizes dozens of them just ran into the woods. And they're probably going to do the same thing that this thing did. That's not a problem. Oh, God. And that's let it. loose an army. Basically. You can tackle that tomorrow. You know? Like... Yeah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> This, this axe is a plus one weapon. It's also a dragon slayer, if you attune to it. Whoa. Damn. Uh, so it's a dragon slayer plus one axe. I don't know what plus one means. It, it's just what comes up on my classes when I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, That's canon. Can, I love yeah, it. I was going to say canon that he sees the stats of it and he's like i don't know why i see plus one but it says dragon slayer and it's a plus one i don't know that you have a notebook that's just like a <laughs> freaking player's character sheet that's just built out everyone's stats he's like midoriya from my hero uh <laughs> he just sees it in his glasses and it's so funny to me that's amazing uh yeah so it's a it's a plus one weapon that's also a dragon slayer is it I a think... battle axe or a great axe i think it's a great axe Probably. <laughs> what do my glasses say? It's a great axe. This thing is big. Um, I and as soon as, as soon as I'm like, it's a great axe. Here, let me get it for you. And I, I'm, he's got to try to pull it out now. All right, roll me a strength check. Where's my metal dice? Met, metal dice. There's your metal dice. Okay. Oh, geez, strength. Uh, that's a twelve. With a twelve nothing happens and Kothak walks over and he says come on help let's let's help Riley get this out yeah 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 uh, <laughs> I, I think I have it <laughs> while Riley is pulling on it Kothak reaches out and you watch his spirit spiritual hand kind of materialize and he touches Riley on the shoulder and you're gonna get advantage on this actually yeah just roll me a d20 because there's something mechanically going on here that you guys don't quite understand yet uh, that's a nine. Ooh. Told you. Still oh, wait, good. no. That is an eight. Mine, if we're I'm doing like, strength I'm still. I'm like hovering, hover, hovering above them, and I'm like, uh, do you need some help with that, maybe? Um, no. Kothak steps back, and he goes, I was um, checking to make sure it wasn't reaching out to him. Was it? No. Not as far as, far as I could tell, no. All right. Come on, Sam. Let's take this thing out. Look, we'll, we'll, right, yeah, we'll rip it. it out, take it with us, keep it sealed. And don't mess with it until we can have Appa look at it. I think I uh, loosened it for you guys. Uh, I'm gonna do, do something real quick. And uh, you said there was bones, like a lot of bones. Yep. Please let me just start collecting them. I'm gonna take a couple. Like, can I take a hand? Like, literally a hand, like a skeletal hand, not like a handful, but a skeletal hand worth. Yes. Of bones. Okay. Uh, They're bleached white, and it's clean. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Do you do this when anyone's looking? I don't, if anyone wants to see, if anyone sees it, I'm not trying to hide it. Okay. I'm not hiding this. Um, what are I'm you sure doing? I'm sure I see it because exactly. I was about to. Um, oh, uh, well, on. I've heard that some spells use bones and stuff. Uh, 
I thought this was a... Okay. So, I just thought... You guys are worried about me trying to kill people. This guy's a necromancer. He I, hasn't no, we're still weird. I didn't. I didn't know. He's an accidental. It was called the restorative arts. <laughs> can I? Can I grab this axe and pull it out? You're able to pull it out with no problem. It's Shaking. extremely light in your hands, though. Like a lot lighter than yeah. you would expect. But the fact that it was lodged into this rock and not destroyed just speaks to how formidable it is. I would like to ask Zira. Uh, would this fit in the? golden chest that you found oh by the way there is a golden chest on the bottom of the river right that's what she said mm -hmm. yes would yes. it fit would it fit what i would say to you zira is that by chance the shape and size of this chest at the bottom of the water is just big enough to fit the hunk of coral that it was stuck in yeah i think it would fit oh shit what a coinky dink just the hunk of coral, not the axe. Just the hunk of coral, not the axe? So the axe grew out of the hunk of coral. Maybe. Oh. Okay, uh, can I go grab the... Is this chest something that I would be able to pull out yeah, from yeah. the water? Okay, I, I would like to... I would like to... Maybe, I'm gonna go There's There's more things underneath when I went over. I was trying uh, to tell you guys. And then you exploded a tower. Yeah. I'm gonna see if the hunk of coral is like. I think that movable. the coral is the thing that we need to be worried about, and I don't want to carry it in my backpack. Understandable. And this chest was obviously meant for transporting it, so it should be safe to transport it in this chest. That's my thinking here. That makes sense to me. Is the coral yeah. like glued to the ground? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's like stuck. Mm hmm. Um, uh, guys, it, it doesn't matter. It's stuck here. We can't really take it out. How do you know? We haven't tried. I asked God, and he said, um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. God, are you there? So let's to, to fast forward this a little bit, um, because I'm going to tell you that any roles we do right now to aid or prevent this are not going to have an impact on story. So what 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 goal what would you like to accomplish and what would you like to take back with you on the ship the hunk of coral inside the chest okay yeah so here's how we'll wrap this up in the next about working together the four of you go down beneath the waves keeping an eye out for these sludgy jello creatures and you don't see any you do find traces of this red jello at the bottom which makes you wonder if they were somehow connected to the one you burned in the in the tower. You procure the chest from the bottom, swim up, and with a bit of effort, dislodge this piece of coral, which looked like it had kind of seeped into the stonework. You kind of use a use a hammer and some of the tools around the camp to smash it and lift it up out of the ground, and put it inside this chest along with the axe and seal it up. Then together. You all return to the Shattered Herald and sail down the river towards the Gilded Lord. Galahad successfully dealt with, but... We should have took his body. There is a chance that there is a much greater threat on the horizon now. Can we take his body? You could. Guys, you want a you you body? Yeah, let's... Yeah, I, I have one I already. I, think that's, I don't think that's very... I have one already. Moral? I guess? Wanna... I mean... I mean, do you want to leave him here to soak I up? I mean, yeah. Yeah. We know that this thing that we're dealing with has experience. Actually, and... no. We don't have any necromancers on, on the ship, do we, Kothak? Uh, we have we have Riley. Uh, he's, he's a junior. I did... I... I, I... I think we can make it work, though. He's pretty smart. Mm. I... I... I never mind. No. Let's, let's leave him. I don't think we need to take it. Cool, back. We have Aurora, and we have the artifact he was here for. Come on. And isn't there one of the uh, guys that are alive too? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's still laying on the ground unconscious. We could definitely yeah. take him back. Nah, why yeah. not? We could take him back. So you all, you take um, the unconscious sailor from the Shattered Herald back to the Gilded Lily. It's been a long night. At this point, this. The sky is starting to turn a bit orange, and the sun is starting to lift over the horizon. Hey, adventurers. 
If you'd like more where that came from, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser, or iTunes, or, you know, just sharing us with your friends. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to anyone who will listen. Now, you can also support us directly by buying merch from our Redbubble. We have fun stickers, t-shirts, and a poster of our official character art that you'll find linked in our description. Every dollar you spend in that store goes directly to supporting our show, specifically the hosting costs for our website and the podcasts. You know, hosting isn't free and it's not really that cheap either. So if you'd like to help out, stop by. You'll find the link in this episode description. If you want to learn more about the show or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. I'd like to take a minute to thank one of our awesome listeners, Poems by Cheyenne, on Twitter. She submitted some wonderful names which got used in this episode, specifically June Rock Min, the leader of the stewards that our party encountered on the beach, and Ignatius Tremel, the dwarf that got uh, duplicated. If any of you want your characters dropped in the show, again, you can submit any names you want on their website and we'll use them. As long as they're not, you know, vulgar or just plain rude. Um, anyways, this week I'd like to give a shout out to the Birdhouse Mysteries, a Savage Worlds campaign. I've had the pleasure of gaming with Ellen on a few different occasions, and I've been on their show too during our holiday episodes, and she is a masterclass GM. You need to check out her show. Take it away, Ellen. Hello and welcome. I'm your host and GM Ellen of the Birdhouse Mysteries, a Savage Worlds actual play podcast. In our story, a half-genie, a celestial-blooded woman, a forest half-giant, and a dog travel to the desert to have their futures told and meet a cult instead. Join us Mondays for new episodes and any day on Twitter at Birdhouse Mist, M-Y-S-T. Now, without further ado. Alright, let's get back to the show. So, because the jungle is dangerous, and now apparently full of ooze monsters that fled from the tower as you burn oh, no. the mastermind, Kothak, you are all kind of standing around this tower, and Kothak says, Um, I, I don't want to alarm any of you, but uh, those things could be anywhere. We should get back on the ship immediately. Yes, we should. I'm going to pick up the chest, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming it is pretty heavy, so it makes sense for me to be the one lugging it. And Do you I'm going to kind of... Axe? It's in the chest. In the chest. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The chest has a piece of coral and the axe stuck in it, right? It's it's like all together in one chest. Yep. Sorry, forgot. You Remember, yeah. you all had pried the axe out and then realized, oh, okay, the coral's probably dangerous too. You put the coral inside the chest with the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on the carrying heavy things duty, who's going to lead us back to the ship, because that's not me. I can't see shit in this darkness. Well, we just follow the river, right? We just follow the river down. To refill your memory, I know it's been a little while. You all took the Herald and sailed that down river, because it was Mm -hmm. small enough to fit and not sink. So you only left it about 100, maybe 150 feet away from this little campsite. Oh, okay. We're that close. I thought we were a little bit further away. Oh, I think I see our boat. Yeah, in, down down river, you can see the shadow of the boat, like, up against, like, the shoreline. Can somebody drag the unconscious pirate guy? I'll throw him over my shoulder. Okay. I'm just going to roll a perception check for him. He's unconscious. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> what if he's not? <laughs> oh, <I> no. Mean, <laughs> Red's, Red's a big guy. I have five HP. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I will kill guy. this man if he tries to resist. <laughs> just, just headbutt him. Nah, you're good. Um, you pick him up, he passes his save, and you throw him on your shoulder, and together all of you make your way towards the Shatter Herald that's kind of sitting, waiting on the bank of the river, pretty close to all of you. With some time and a little bit of effort, you get back on the ship with your prisoner, as well as the loot you've kind of found at this shipwreck, and Kothak starts to undo the sails and kind of starts to direct a couple of you to start taking like kind of preparations to help unfurl everything, get the sails oriented in the right direction so you can sail down the other way along with the river. The moment the anchor is lifted up from the water, you feel the ship start to move downriver just because it's flowing towards the ocean. What would you all like to do on your 
hour-ish journey back towards the Gilded Lily and the little town of Strider's Landing. I want to put our prisoner in the hole in the floor where the arcane cannon used to be and close it up and sit on it until he wakes up. It is terrifying. Yeah, that's scary. That's really scary. He's a a pirate following evil cult. I am not feeling very sorry for him. You're basically putting him in a coffin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, you plop down. Lucky we don't kill him. Seal up the hole and just sit down on it. And the next half hour passes. We stabilized him. He is fine. He is going to be... Did we tie him up? Just fine. I don't think you did, but it's not like he can go anywhere. <laughs> we should we should tie him up too. Just you know, why not? I don't know okay, anything about that. Yeah, we I'll, don't know. We, I'll we don't tie him up. Do. I am proficient in not tying. Yeah, give me a. a I guess it was a late water vehicles check. I like not tying to be under water vehicles. We just made a dex plus a proficiency. Yep. Okay. Let's try roll twenty today. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Ooh. 10 not so great no more world 20 <laughs> that's okay you're you know what <laughs> you know what you're tired your hit points are very low yeah i'm gonna roll hit points too yeah you guys have an hour so yeah, this would be a short rest so if you would like to re-up anything now would be the time while you while your boat is kind of silently rolling down the river i haven't lost a single hit point wow <laughs> where did my oh i have Quick to do a question. better job next time uh, i'm at five Quick question. <laughs> Temporary hit points. Do I lose them now? Yeah. I assume. Okay. Was it from a spell? Those were mm-hmm. from my features, actually. It's from a feat. I downed a couple people, so I would just, I'd get... Oh, false um, life, you mean. No, no, yeah. Uh, Reaper. Yeah, so that goes away. Okay. I think over the course of an hour, the vitality just kind of slowly bleeds away. We can look up the rules later, but for flavor... Yeah, I mean, we're not in combat. It's fine. Let's just say as the boat is sailing down, you feel great like it's an adrenaline rush. And as the boat slowly goes down the river and things start to die down and get quieter, you're like, your breathing gets heavier and you're like, you can feel it leaving you. Now you're getting like the full brunt of the effects of what this weird magic is doing to you. Gotcha. Short rest. How many hit dice can I use? As many as you want. Any and all. As many as you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. As many as you have. I also like inspire. Like, can I only use it like once per, per level? For long rest, I think, right? Let's say you're level, let's say, for example, you're level 10. You'll have 10 hit dice. You can roll them whenever you take a short rest to regain health. When you take a long rest, I don't know the exact rules, but my usual ruling, because the way I run games, is just that you take a long rest, those hit dice just come back because I've never had a session. Like they reset. Yeah, they reset back to normal. The normal rules is you get half of them rounded up. Ooh, I like that better. Okay. If you use six, you get three back. And uh, basically, this is important if there is multiple encounters in the same session between long rests. Because if you have like three combats between long rests, it actually is very important how okay. many head dice you get back. But if it's just like, you know, one encounter and then and then long rest and the next day, it doesn't really matter that much. That makes a lot of sense because um, almost all my games have one long, big combat and then... That's it. But yeah, I think we'll go with that rule for now, just to be safe, because you guys are going to have a good amount of rest in between. Just for this session, we'll say that when you take a long rest, they come back, because I can guarantee you that will happen today. But for the future, (laughs) you'll get half back. I kind of like that better. It makes it a little harder. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Sorry, one more question. Do you have a hit dice for every level that you have? Yes. Okay, so I still have my three then. Okay. And you are all level four, by the way. Right? Yeah, we are, and they don't have to all be the same. So, for example, I have one uh, wizard hit die and three barbarian hit dice, and they're different dice. If you multi-class, which we yeah. all are. If you multi-class, you have different hit dice. So he's the only non-multi-class though. So yeah, <laughs> right. It's easy. It's easier for him. Okay, so Yuana, a half hour passes, and you hear nothing below the the planks of wood. No sound, no movement. Can I get a perception jack from um, Zira, Red, and O'Reilly? Unless O'Reilly is like doing magic stuff and not paying attention. We got an hour, you said? I was going to just draw into my book, not my small book. And I was going to draw the axe and the... We got that like, was it an orb or was it like a statue with like tentacles? Are you talking about something you found at the crash site or something that you took from Aurora? Yeah, something we took from Aurora. Think of a circular amulet that you'd hang around your neck, except instead of it being like a solid disc, 
imagine someone cut out a hole and what is left is the shape of this black tentacle. Gotcha. I'm going to draw the axe and that in my spellbook thingy. Okay. And to last double check, the axe is inside the chest. Yes. Okay. Yes, with the piece of coral together. Okay. So what were the perception checks you rolled? Negative one. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a nat, oh, I got no. a ne- nat one minus two. I, I got a 17, so I made it up for it. It was not my day. He okay. closes his eyes. Red, let's just say you're still tired. It's been a rough day. You're focusing all of your attention on keeping this boat away from anything in the water that looks shallow. And it's tough because of how dark it is. So your focus is just kind of tunnel visioned. Zira, you are standing on the right up against the rail of the ship. Um, just kind of looking off into the jungle, keeping watch as you quietly creep down the river. And you hear a voice yell out from the tree line, probably about 100 feet upriver from you. You hear a voice go, put it down now. And then you hear other voices kind of echoing off of each other. And then you hear that other, like more feminine voice again say, put it down or you will die. What do you do? What are the chances I can just ignore it? Like it didn't happen? (laughs) It's close enough that you can hear it. And that tells you that they're probably along the riverbank which means that your boat will probably be seen by them. At least tell everyone. There's there's someone yelling um, right, on, right on the coastline over there. Can I see them? I have dark vision. With your perception check, you can see shadowed figures about 100 feet away. Because again, it's about 100 feet downriver. You're slowly approaching and it's mm-hmm. still pretty dark. But as you get closer, you can see that there is a torch that is kind of stuck in the ground now. and. Clearly, as you approach, you see one figure wearing a cloak, holding up a crossbow, pointing at other silhouettes. As you approach closer, there are four individuals here. Kothak sees what's going on, and he goes, Zero, Red, um, stay the sails for a minute. Want to make sure these aren't with them. Aye, aye. And the ship begins to slow, just a bit, as you come into view of this little campsite on the edge of the river. In this small kind of clearing where the trees and the brush have been kind of carefully pushed back, you see a figure wearing a dark cloak. It looks like all of their clothing is built to camouflage in with the jungle around them. And as you get closer, you can see this person holding the crossbow. Peeking out from underneath of the cloak at the back is a tail that's kind of flicking aggressively. And this figure levels their crossbow and goes, I said, put it down, both of you, now. And then you can see that standing in this little campsite, there is two shorter figures. Both of them are wearing camouflage that's like armor, like leather armor, and like these kind of cloths and wraps and tatters. And they both have very long beards and both of them are holding on to a simple hand axe. And they're both going, no, no, please. He's the one, kill him. Trust me, kill him. It's not me. And the other one goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I was here first, get rid of him. And standing in between them all, you can see that there is another individual who at this distance, it's a little hard to see exactly, but they're kind of dressed like everyone else. And they're holding a pair of scimitars, just eyeing up both of these individuals. I'm assuming I hear it because I'm below decks, but can I like drag something over the hatch so that it doesn't open yeah and get on the deck weapon ready and just what's happening who are those people yeah so as the ship comes to kind of a stop here you make your way up deck and you can see these four figures at the campsite they're saying roughly the same kind of things over and over again trying to defuse the situation and there are two dwarves both holding hand axes both pointing at each other a very familiar scenario to what you just experienced And as you all are standing here, you see the this, not the cloaked figure, the other one, look in the direction of your ship. And in the firelight, you can see pointed elven ears, probably about 40, 50 feet away, because you're all about in the center of the river with your ship. As they look towards you, you can see that their hair is cut very, very short to a fade on each side. And they have this kind of swirl of like poofy black curls at the top of their head. And it's being reined in by like a simple orange bandana. This person looks towards you and you can kind of see in the dim flickering firelight of this torch that you can see their dark brown skin. And they look towards you and go, who are you? 
What are you doing here? And as they say this, the two dwarves look at the ship and the hooded figure looks towards you as well. And you can see this hooded figure is a panther, a tabaxi, actually. So for anyone non-D&D oriented, they're basically like anthropomorphic cat people. And this tabaxi takes the crossbow and looks at the ship and is, looks back at the two dwarves like they're spooked. I'm going to look at Kothak and ask, do you recognize any of those people? Kothak looks over. I I don't know any of them specifically, but the camouflage makes me think they're with the stewards. They're like the ranger enclave that runs Strider's Landing. Are they Galahad's and his people's allies? I, I doubt it. The, the stewards are a fairly neutral force. They just protect the jungles. Make sure no one is destroying the environment here. Well then, we need to help them. How far is the ship from the shore? 40 feet, roughly. 40 feet. Can I okay. jump 40 feet? I, I actually can. If I cast <laughs> jump on myself, take a running leap, and use dash action, I can jump all the way to the shore, and I would like to do that. Okay. I'm going to do the same oh. thing. I'm going to cast oh jump on myself and follow suit. Yes! God. Oh, God. Oh, no. I didn't cast any spells last game. <laughs> Please tell me you all used hit dice. I didn't I'm get max, hurt. I'm an max I have HP. one more. Okay, so both of you can easily make this jump using the spell. I want both of you to describe to me what this spell casting looks like. Like, how does the spell triggering look? Okay, when I cast the spell, it has a material component, which is a grasshopper's hind leg. So I think I have like, you know, deep fried insects like you can buy at a market somewhere in a pouch and I just take one, I chew it, and you can see that my feet seem to be not quite touching the surface I'm standing on. There's like this pillow of air between my foot and the deck of the ship. And when I start running and take the running jump, it's almost like I'm running like three inches above the surface of the deck and each step is a little bit further. And then I just spring and land on the shore. Okay. Wow. Red, what's yours look like? Wow. I walk back to get a nice little running start. And as I start running, I do like a little hop and then I do another kind of larger hop. And then I do the big ass jump. Kind of similar to Mario. Yeah, you double jump. <laughs> yeah, boop, boop, and then just boop, jump you all twirl right in the there. air too. I do the twirl. Yeah, I do the twirl. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. You do the little spin. These two descriptions are like a perfect analog of our show. It's like this crazy, involved, in-depth magic casting for a jump spell, and then a Mario double jump with a twist. <laughs> <laughs> So both of you fly through the air, and as this happens, you watch the two dwarves look towards you, and you see this panther tabaxi look towards you, and you just hear the click of a crossbow. You don't know if it was an intentional. You don't know if it was in panic. All you know is that I need an acrobatics check from both of you. Okay. Wait, is this to evade the attack? Yeah. Okay. So is it a saving throw? Just an acrobatic or a deck save if you'd like. Oh, if it's a I deck have... save and it's against an attack, I have an advantage on that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because okay. I have arcane deflection, which adds to my oh. AC slash gives me a bonus. Cool. 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 But I yeah, got I 14. Okay. I got a 19. Okay. Plus, Ooh. is it deck save? Yeah. Plus five. Wow. Okay. Real, real dice, man. Working for you. So that's a real roll. Neither of you get hurt. Now, what I want to say is... I don't like this. Ioana, as you're sailing through the air, you hear the click of a crossbow. Tell me how in the darkness of you just flying through the air across the river by sheer luck, you managed to dodge a critical hit heading right for your eye. Oh, God. I have Holy the Bat in my pocket, and Holy has blindsight. And as the bolt is sailing through the air towards me, Holly goes, and I just flip in the air to avoid it. Ooh, okay, yeah, you duck your head down and you feel the rush of this crossbow bolt. You actually feel the feathers, they leave a nick on your cheekbone as it passes by. Because I rolled a, a check to see if this person would have a good grip on their weapon after this absurdly good jump. And then I rolled an attack. I rolled a natural 20. And the DC was 14. It manages to sail past you and both of you land on the shore and you watch this ranger level the crossbow at you and then realize there isn't a bolt and quickly load it up and, and she goes, again, who are you? Listen, we're here to kill that doppelganger, all right? 
I draw the sword and I say, one of those dwarf gentlemen over there is actually a ooze creature, doppelganger, shapeshifter, and it wants to kill you all. And we came to help. I quite right figured that out. One of them left to go take a piss in the woods and two came back. And roll me a persuasion check with advantage, I think. Surprise. Can I roll an intimidation check? Hmm. I rolled a natural 20. Is it disadvantage? Oh, we're rolling persuasion? Oh, I didn't do persuasion. Red, roll me an intimidation check. I like this. Well, I wanted to say to the slime, I don't know which one it is, so I'm saying to both of them. You know who we are. You know what we're capable of. So, you know, die. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, that's where I was going with this. Roll me a intimidation check. Oh, no, 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 no. I got like two plus three. So I got a five. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. With advantage? Oh, I didn't have advantage. Wait, did I have advantage? Oh, you didn't have advantage. Oh, sorry. So here's how this goes down. The persuasion check was for advantage because you came in hitting all the notes that they needed to hear to know that you might be friendly. If you had rolled low, that could have been much worse. But as you finish saying this, Red, and you point to both of the dwarves, one of them raises his hand axe and goes, Oi, I don't know who the fuck you are, but that is the one. He's the bad one. And he raises the axe to swing, and you hear the ranger go, Ah, ah! And she raises the bow, and the, this guy, like, eases back a little. And this tabaxi looks to you, Ioana, and she goes, How can we tell which one is which? I raise my hand. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. This isn't, this isn't a classroom. Well, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead, Ryan. How about we just, you know, if, if both of them are who they say they are, they would be willing to take a test. And that test is to just, you know, let me burn you a little bit. What's a, what, what's a little first degree burn? Do they bleed different? I mean, they, they hate fire. Both of you roll me a perception check. God damn it. <laughs> both, both of you who? Yuana and Red. Oh, wow. That's a seven. Uh, that's a two. <laughs> oh. Okay, neither of you notice the demeanor of either of these dwarves change when you mention the word fire. <laughs> Can I hear, hear anything from my position? You're a little far away. Oh, you can hear them talking, and as this goes, the tabaxi goes, All right, each of you, miss, what was your name? Uh, me, uh, Joanna. I'm Joanna. Joanna, grab, grab that torch, walk towards them. I'm keeping the bow aimed on them. Can I have a fire bolt ready for if one of them tries to run? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, I like rest my sword on my shoulder and take the torch in the other hand and walk torch extended towards both of the dwarves. Okay. There's one on the left, one on the right. And as you walk up, the tabaxi says, just give, a, give, give each of them a poke. I will heal you afterwards. Uh, I try to give them a reassuring smile and say, like, see, you're going to be fine. And if your clothes get singed, I can mend them. That's not a problem at all. Just a little poke. And I'm just going to, like, start with the left dwarf and then the oh. right dwarf next and try to okay. give Wait. them a little burn. Could I change my ready action to kind of just, like, stealth instead? I will say yes, it will be a disadvantage because the dwarves are kind of, basically, they have their backs to the woods and they're looking at all of you. And you're a big minotaur. <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold the ready fireball. Okay. You want to roll me a d20? It's a natural 20! Okay. You reach forward and just poke this person with a torch. And as you do, you can see them kind of leaning away from it a little bit. Do you go in quick or do you just respond to that? Go in quick. Okay, as you go in quick, you see this figure lean back and try to get away from the fire as quickly as possible. But the moment you touch their skin with the torch, you hear the sizzle and it smells like sulfur immediately. As you watch their form, including the clothing, just starts to turn to this green, like oozing jelly that you saw before. And underneath you can see bones and their face starts to like melt into this goopy skeleton. And they just let out a wail and take a swing for you. Okay. <laughs> do they hit me? <laughs> Getting the stat block right now. No, they do not hit. You see this coming immediately, and the swing just goes over your head as this person just falls down on the ground and starts wailing in pain, and they start to run towards the forest. Red? Oh, Red, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's me. I'm going to take my shot. All right. Shoot my shot. I got 18 plus, uh, buh, 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 plus four. Your shot. Yeah. 22. That hits. Roll me damage. They got four fire damage. Okay. You hit it with a firebolt as it's running and you 
watch it just bolt into the forest and the fire has it so panicked that it trips on a tree and falls down on the grass and is like trying to crawl away quickly. They have an aversion to fire, which means if they take fire damage, they have a disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, oh. until the end of its next turn. Shit. All of them had that. You guys just happened to not burn any of them. <laughs> I thought they were just, I thought it was to be double damage. That's a, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Did the crossbow do take a shot? Spells. Did the crossbow guy take a shot? No, because Yuana was in between them. As it's running, oh. let's just say she... Oh, I just rolled a dice. Let's just say she fired with her crossbow and the bolt just kind of sails off into the woods or into the jungle. And this person is running further. And like, they're about 30 feet away from you into the tree line. You can see their shadow. What do you do? So we don't have a clear shot? There'd be a slight bit of cover, but you can make a shot. I don't want to make a shot. I want to kind of drop the torch. Can I just like leap towards them, drop the torch along the way and just grab my sword in both hands and swing at them? Yeah. At the escaping ooze. Yep. You leap into the tree line. Yeah. I just don't want to drop the torch immediately. I want to do it halfway through because if they are 30 feet away from me, then 30 feet from the source of light, they will be pretty much in darkness for me, so I want to drop the source of light closer to them. Yep, that's fine. You drop the torch along the way and it lands down into the underbrush of the jungle. Okay then, let's swing my sword at them. Okay. No! I rolled a natural one. Oh. <laughs> you leap down and it looks towards you and just kind of scrambles and screeches and it's so panicked because of the fire that you take a swing and it's just it almost melts into ooze as you're swinging th towards it and the blade just hits nothing but air as it's kind of panically like crawling and screaming and then it gets up and sprints off into the woods further and further away until you're left in darkness. I need to remember that I have reckless attack. So I'm gonna just uh, scream, it's running away, I can't see in this darkness. I'm just gonna stand and I'm like, I can't see either. So <laughs> you don't have dark vision either. Like I'm just gonna stay in the light. I don't think Minotaurs <laughs> have dark vision. Okay. Do they? Can I hear that? Yeah, you can hear them kind of talking. So at this point, no combat. This thing sprints off into the woods, and you hear the dwarf go, "Thank the gods. That was. Whew. He talked like me. He looked like me. He even knew one of my memories." Yeah. And the uh, Tabaxi looks towards all of you and goes, "Where are you from? Who's asking?" The crossbow goes down. Kiali, I am one of the stewards of the lodge. Nice to meet you. And you are? Uh, uh, they call me Red. I'm Joanna. We are the crew of the ship that you can see over there on the river. Our companions are still on board. You knew where these things were? We fought them down the river. They attack your boat? Ah, uh, more like yeah. we attack them. There was an entanglement. Okay. Well, thank you for the help. We were just on our way back through the jungle towards town and this happened. We've been here for about a half hour. So weird question. Would you mind giving us a ride back to the town? We have to ask our captain, but I don't see that being much of an issue. Hold one second. Has it been a minute? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has been a minute. So I don't have jump. So I just like prepare to take the jump back and like, ah, no, that's not going to work. So yeah, just going to stand on the shore and like shout to the to Gothak. Captain, uh, seems that the creature has run away. Are we up to taking some passengers on? We, uh, we got plenty of room. Wait, I stop everyone. I'm like, wait, how, how do we know that you're not a doppelganger? I look at the tabaxi. The tabaxi's eyes, or Kiali's eyes, narrow at you. You are clever. And she just reaches down and picks up the torch and just sizzles it into her hand. Okay. Cool. You're cool. Okay. And then she motions to this elf. <laughs> Junrok, your turn. And this elf reaches out and he grabs it and does the same thing. He just kind of puts his finger to the to the edge of the torch and then he puts it towards you. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, I like let it burn my hand a little bit. Okay. Same. Everyone who does that, you take one point of fire damage. It's not a lot because it's hot. <laughs> okay. You said you healed this. I said I'd heal... I'm very low on HP. You do look pretty beat up. Um, here. And you see um, Kiali trace a sigil in the air with her three claws. She traces a sigil in the air, and you watch as it leaves this kind of golden light hanging in the air that looks like a claw tearing through something, like a piece of wood. And she, like, puts her hand on the sigil and pushes towards you. And this light just turns into, like, threads of light that hit you. Roll me 2d6. Hey, 
Where's my six at? Here we go. Three, one, four. You heal for both of those combined. Thank you. Kiali goes, I don't have any more of those. It was my last one for the day. It's been a long hunt or a long uh, trek through the forest. We can rest on deck. I think we'll be safe there. Do you need any help packing up? Do you need us to help you take your stuff to the ship? Um, no, we, we keep everything light. Whatever's on our backs is what we keep with us. It is the steward's way. Come on, Ignatius, June Rock, let's go. And they just start wading into the water towards the ship. Okay. Uh, I follow. And together, you all swim over to the side of the Shattered Herald. Kothak is up top with a rope ladder that he kind of kicks over the side and it furls down and splashes in the water and each one of you climbs up on board of the ship. Hey there, pirates. You might have noticed by now that I love doppelgangers and it was a joy letting Scruff play both of them. Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. Now, we use his work a lot throughout our production, so be sure to check out Incomputech Music for more of his great work. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which you can find on YouTube or Bandcamp. I'll also link them in our episode description for you. In addition, we have also begun working with tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios, just to kick things up a notch. We'll be dropping episodes for this show during the off weeks of the main feed, as usual, so you can get double Diasporon in the same amount of time. Also, we've moved from Fridays to Mondays, so you can start off your, you know, crappiest day of the week with a nice dose of Asperon. Stay healthy, and see you soon. Okay. Sorry for the length, but that um, that the doppelganger shenanigans was irresistible. <laughs> Much needed. That was lovely. <laughs> what do we do with an unconscious? I'm sorry for world? almost stabbing you, Red. That's no, it's all right. Yeah. You know, I can't say I wouldn't do it again. Yeah, as soon as he got touched, I messaged him and I'm like, "Do you want to have some fun?" And he was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, you're gonna role play both Reds." Uh, I'm glad we didn't have to find the red gunk. It would have been very funny though if this, like, you know, you wanted your character to like exit after this arc if that was how he went. <laughs> you literally killed yourself by your choice. I was actually thinking about just going in stealth and just never going back, leaving the doppelganger there and just like fuck this. Yeah. Oh, A God. week from now, he squeezes oh, no. and just turns into red jello. <laughs> oh god, what happened to Red? Um, but well, I, oh, no. His name is Red, so <laughs> it works out. You guys could like, you know, convert him to your team. It's, it's all good. Just gotta feed him every now and then. Nom, nom, nom. Feed him I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna and memories. I don't think we want one. <laughs>